Hello and welcome. We are on the Revival Road with evangelist Chance Walters. If you're new to the podcast, each week we will upload a new message taken from one of our ministry opportunities from all over the world. Our prayer is that the Word of God would challenge you and change you, conforming you into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For more information, to give or to send in prayer requests, go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. And now, here is evangelist Chance Walters. We hope you enjoy the program. Hey guys, today we are going to continue our summer series on the fathers of our faith. And I'm so excited about this series because I believe that many times if we want to move forward in our walk with God, we have to look backwards. What do I mean? I mean one of the keys to sustaining personal revival is remembering where we came from. If we don't remember where we came from, we might go back there. And I believe that when we study the history of men and women who have changed the world, God can give us wisdom keys, if you will, that will unlock the next door, right? Or, or give us the courage to keep moving forward. And there's so many people that we could refer to in this regard. Um, thousands of people, right? I mean, people in your family, people in my family um, ha- have been building blocks for you and I and and they've helped us along the way. And so this is just a small list, but we're going to continue our series. The first week we talked about David Wilkerson. Last week we talked about God's machine gun, Billy Graham. But this week I want to talk to you about somebody that is very dear to my heart. I had always heard about this man, but God grafted our ministry into his life. And it was a lifeline at the very beginning of Chance Walters' ministries. And so today I want to talk to you about a man of fire, and his name is Reinhardt Bunky. Reinhardt Bunky was born on April the 19th, 1940, in Germany. He was the son of an Army logistics officer, and his mother and his siblings was taken to Denmark during an evacuation. They actually lived displaced um, for a few years, and they didn't know if their father was still alive in the midst of the war, and so they had very humble beginnings as they were poor, he would say, and you can read his autobiography. It's called Living a Life of Fire. It's a big book, but if you don't if you don't like to read, really, you can listen to the audio book in Reinhardt Bunke's voice. It will make you laugh, it will make you cry, and it will definitely challenge your faith because this man came out of a war in the natural, and he engaged into a supernatural war, and God gave him the victory over and over again. But like many, Reinhardt sensed a call from God 
at a very young age. Story says around 10 or 11 years old, he was in a prayer meeting and God spoke to him audibly. And he knew that he would be called to go to Africa as a missionary. But he was the youngest in his family and he was kind of a troubled youth. And his father never believed that Reinhardt was called to serve God in this capacity. But everything changed when he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He got filled with the power of God, and it didn't matter what anybody else said because Reinhardt knew that God had chose him to preach the gospel around the world. So he went to Wales to Bible college, and that's whenever Reinhardt prayed a prayer, Lord, I want to be a man of faith. And so one story to the next story, little steps of faith brought about radical results. But it was this moment that Reinhardt received an impartation from George Jeffries. He graduated Bible college on the way home to Germany. He stopped by London to see some sights and he, he, he got lost along the way and he was walking through a suburb and he stumbled upon a home that said George Jeffries on the mailbox and he said I wonder if this is the famous preacher evangelist George Jeffries so a a after uh, a short prayer and, and a shot of courage he walked up to the door and he gave it a little knock and a lady answered the door and said can I help you and and, and he said, ma'am, is this the home of Pastor George Jeffries? And the lady started to shut the door in his face, and he heard a deep voice come from upstairs, let the young man in. So Reinhardt Bunky finds himself in the living room of George Jeffries as this elderly man comes slowly down the stairs. And God had spoke to George the day before and said, there will be a young man that stops by tomorrow. I have chosen him to change the world for my glory. And I want you to lay your hands on him and pray a fresh impartation of faith. And indeed, this is exactly how it happened. Reinhardt got back on a train, went to Germany, and his ministry began to spread. He lived 79 years and led 79 million people to the Lord. I want you to let that sink in just for a second. When Reinhardt Bunky died, he died on December the 7th, 2019. At that time, Christ for All Nations, the ministry that he pioneered, led 79 million people to the Lord. I don't know about you, but it doesn't get any better than this. Reinhardt began when he believed God for a 34,000-person tent in South Africa. And at that time, it was Guinness World Book of Records. It was the largest tent in the history of the world. And so Reinhardt filled the tent but after the first night a storm came and ripped the tent to shreds and so this 
gained national attention. It spread on the newspapers, and, and everybody heard this man's name, Reinhard Bunke. It was like a circus tent in South Africa, and he believed. But in this moment, he was heartbroken because the very thing that he believed for was destroyed. But God used this moment to, for him to gain um, international notoriety. He used this moment for him to get attention. And God spoke to Reinhardt and said, from now on, the heavens will be your tent. The stars will, will be the canopy for the crowds that come to hear the gospel. And from that moment, Reinhardt began to preach the gospel all over Africa, all over the world. But he was known for hosting large crusades in fact, the largest crowd that ever came was 3.2 million people. He got a word from God saying that he would lead 1 million people to the Lord in one service. And soon it came that there was a crowd of 1 million people. But Reinhardt said, no, the word of the Lord says that 1 million people will come to Christ in one meeting. And it was in Lagos, Nigeria. They call it the Millennium Crusades. You can look it up on YouTube. There were 3.2 million people in one place. It looked like a sea of people. They actually ran into the horizon, and there was over 1 million people that got saved in one night. I don't know about you, but that makes me want to run. They, what God can do with one man that is fully yielded to the Holy Spirit. So how... Did I get grafted into this man's life? And I'm so glad you asked. It was 2013. It was the year that Reinhardt Bunky came to town. He actually came to Greensboro, North Carolina, to host a crusade in the Coliseum. And I was going to the government plaza downtown Greensboro to pray. It was National Day of Prayer. I had been in my office in, in study, and I think it was on a Thursday morning, and I went to get in my car, and I looked in the rearview mirror, and I, and I saw a minivan pull up, and two guys got out of the car and ran behind the house across the street, and the minivan pulled off. And I, and I thought, is my mom playing tricks on me? Is somebody about to break into the house across the street? So I had already cranked the car. I hopped out of the car and slammed the door. And little did I know that I locked the keys in the car. So I, I walked down the driveway, and, and the boys peeked around the corner of the house, and they saw me. So they took off running, and the minivan turned around, picked the guys up. I called 911. The sheriff's come. And so I'm having to fill out a report. And after all of this, I find out that my keys are locked in my car. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. So I had this moment, should I stay at home or should I go pray? And now I know that this was a diversion because my life was getting ready to change. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes to give life and life more abundantly. Is everybody with me today? I'm telling you a true story. So the sheriff um, gets my keys out, thankfully, 
and I'm thinking, do I stay at home? I'm running late. I don't like to be late. Should I go pray? And something compelled me to get in the car and drive downtown, so I did. At the end of the prayer meeting, I bump into the crusade director for Christ for All Nations, and, and we chat. I hand him a business card, and that was that. A few hours later, I get a phone call from this man, and he said, when I left the prayer meeting, my, my boss called and said, we need some more help on the ground. Would you be willing to serve at the Gospel Crusade? Reinhardt Bunky's coming to town. And I had always heard about Reinhardt Bunky. I knew a little bit about the ministry of Christ for All Nations. Um, but there was this divine encounter, and the timing was absolutely perfect. I handed him a business card. I almost stayed at home. But within a few hours, I received a call and he said to his boss, you know, a young evangelist just gave me his business card. Let me call and see if he would be willing to help us serve the city. And so I said yes. The following week, they fly me down to Orlando, Florida, and I'm trained at, they call it the Harvest House, on the international headquarters of Christ for All Nations, a ministry that now has led over 80-some million people to the Lord in 40 years. So the same year that we start our ministry was the same year that God connected me to one of the greatest evangelistic ministries in the history of the world. The timing was actually perfect. So I served for a year leading up to the crusade, and then they brought me on staff as a personal relations manager, and I've served part-time ever since. And I believe that we are truly learning from the best. Somewhere along the way, Reinhardt Bunky had a farewell gospel crusade in Lagos, Nigeria. And Reinhardt wanted to invite 50 evangelists from all over the world for an all-expense-paid experience to see how they ran their ministry and to get a glimpse of what ministry could look like at a mass scale to see the impact firsthand and so I'm literally in India in a village in a hotel that barely has internet I get settled in I'm getting ready to preach a gospel crusade the following weekend we get there I flip open my laptop and I get an email from Christ for All Nations with the invitation to go to Reinhardt Bunky's farewell gospel crusade and tears began to run down my face I, I'm humbled I'm honored but I'm happy that I would get to go see a million people there was almost a million people on that crusade field the last night a, a man of fire a man of faith the reverend evangelist Reinhardt Bunky preaching his farewell gospel crusade and I got to be there firsthand there are some things in life that money can't buy and it's these moments that let you know that you're in the right place at the right time and you're doing the right 
I hope this makes sense. Those who seek the will of God are overran by those who actually do it. That's what Reinhard Bunke said. You know, many times we just have to do it. We need to stop talking about it, and we just need to start because it's the simple steps that bring radical results in the kingdom of God. Some famous quotes of Reinhard Bunke is this, don't plan with what is in your pocket, plan with what is in God's pocket. If you want to win souls, don't cast your net into a bathtub. Come on, somebody. Those who want to reach Christians host conferences. Those who want to reach the lost host crusades. And this is how Reinhardt lived his life. The church of Jesus Christ is not a pleasure boat. It's a life-saving ship. And all hands are needed on deck. Just Google his name. He's got so many resources that will refresh you in your faith. He was the author of 40 books. In 2009, he wrote his own autobiography, Living a Life of Fire. He's got powerful sermons on YouTube, but he said, I only have one sermon, and that's to preach the ABCs of the gospel. You can read Evangelism by Fire. It's notable. There's a story book that's called Raised from the Dead. It's almost unbelievable, but true. There's so much that you and I can learn from this man's life. But five steps, really quick, to not only live a life of faith, but to leave a legacy of fire. Because I was able to go to Reinhardt's funeral in Orlando, Florida, And whenever I sat in the seat and listened to the stories, I was stirred in my spirit. And I wrote these five things down just really quick. I want to give them to you. Reinhard Bunke was focused on his mission. At his funeral, I listened to people from all over the world, really, his family, his personal assistant, ministry partners, pastors from Africa, And the one underlying word that got repeated over and over and over again was Reinhardt was focused. His mantra was, Africa shall be saved. He repeated this this four-word vision statement over and over and over again. Africa shall be saved. Now people are saying, Europe shall be saved. We're saying America shall be saved. Bunky always remained focused on plundering hell and populating heaven. Number two, Reinhardt Bunky, he had a big vision. It's crazy. When we were in uh, Africa, um, there are kids named Bunky. <laughs> I mean, he preached crusades all over the world, but he spent most of his ministry in Africa, 79 million people to the Lord. It's incredible. His mass crusades, I believe, are just the beginning of what God is going to accomplish in the area of evangelism because Christ for all nations has moved on and now they're putting people on the fast track to the evangelism field and they're multiplying their ministry in a pretty amazing way but Bonky had a big vision either you've got big problems my friend or you've got a big God and if you focus yourself 
on building God's kingdom, you get to partake in God's resources. And God gets the glory. If you build your kingdom, you get to use your resources, sweat, toil, stress, but you get the glory. We get to choose. I don't know about you, but I would rather build the kingdom of God and be blessed than do any other thing in the world. Number three, Bonky never compromised the power of the Holy Spirit. He really was a man of fire. Everything he did, he had fire conferences, um, books of fire, fire tunnels. I mean, he had the fire handshake. I'm telling you, Bonky taught, preached, and lived a life of the Spirit for you and I. And if we want to move forward, we cannot forsake the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot compromise the fruit, the gifts, the flame of God. He, he's like a fire burning on the inside of us. I'm telling you, we need the Holy Spirit. Number four, Bonky passed his ministry to the next generation, and it's true. Some ministries grow old and stale with age, and many men and women do not pass the baton at the right time. They, they wait too long, or they give up too quick. Most people start strong, but they don't finish well. They hold on to power past their expiration date, but not Bunky. When he was at the height of his ministry, he began passing the reins of CFAN over to young people. And the president now, Daniel Kalinda, my great friend, he, he, he is passing the vision on to the next generation. And this ministry will bear fruit for many years to come. Bunky transitioned better than anybody I know. Fifth and lastly, Bonky finished his race with integrity. There was never a hint of controversy in Reinhard Bunky's life. He loved his wife to his dying day. He handled money correctly. And I hear stories how people just gave him money all the time. Everywhere he went, people gave him money. They put money in his pockets. But it always went back into the ministry bank account. And God used this humble man and gave him a giant platform and his life is a great example to anyone who is called by God to be an evangelist pastor or missionary because it was never about him and I'll close with this whenever I stood in the crowd of a million people gazing up on the stage it was four or five days Lagos, Nigeria, Africa's largest city. Reinhardt preached, spoke every night, and he never talked about himself. And I was thinking, he's in his late 70s. It's his farewell gospel crusade. He's never going to hold the microphone in this place again. And he had all the right to tell some stories, to talk about his family, whatever, just to you know, make it about him just for a few minutes, but never, not one time did he talk about himself. 
all he did was talk about Jesus. It was never about him. And I don't know about you, but this was a legacy that was left in my life, along with many other things in which how he lived and what he said. He, he was an example. Indeed, if you want to be a good leader, you have to first be a good follower. So this lets me know that Reinhard Bunke was following the Lord with his whole heart because he left fruit for other people to eat. And so today, I just want to pray that this fire would be passed from, from the heart of this man and this ministry to the ears of my hearers. Because I believe if we want to move forward, we have to look backwards. And this is what this series is all about. We're reflecting upon the life of men and women who have changed the world. And so today, God, I thank you for every person that's listening to this podcast. And I pray that you would fan their flame and that they would burn, that they would burn, that they would have holy heartburn like the disciples walking to Emmaus. They met Jesus and Jesus broke bread with them and something on the inside of them shook. It, it, it Something on the inside of them sizzled. They knew that they were walking with the Savior. So today, God, we reach out and we grab your hand and whatever you ask us to do, the answer will always be yes. Whatever you ask us to do, the answer will always be yes. Fan our flame, shoot us up with faith as we go here moving forward to seize and to change history for your glory. Amen. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.